Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Industry Spotlight. This is episode seven, and today we're going to be talking about Snapchat's new spectacles that they're bringing out this year. And we're also going to be talking about apprenticeships, and we're also going to be talking about Facebook testing a new breaking news feature. So Snapchat have said that they're going to release a second version of their glasses um, based on the success of the first set. I don't see how that decision has been come to internally, but they're going to have another crack. Um, apparently there's going to be a lot more tech in these glasses. There's going to be a wider application for them in terms of using them for things like VR. Um, the price point is a little bit higher, so it's retailing at $300 as opposed to the first set, which was $130. Um, based on the demographic, I don't really see how Snapchat are going to make it's a lot of pocket money yeah. for a yeah. teenager. There's like two years worth of pocket money saving to do there, <laughs> isn't there, really? Is, yeah. Consider. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's pretty cool from a tech point of view. Um, basically getting <clears> a pair <throat> of glasses with multiple cameras on it by sounds things, water resistance. Um, so it could be something that might be used elsewhere. I, know, I think the first edition was just tied to Snapchat exclusively. You couldn't, I don't think you could use it as an actual camera outside of Snapchat, I think. Uh, so if this one uh, is a bit more open in terms of integration with other stuff, uh, that tech, uh, just at that price point, could be pretty cool. Uh, similar to, I know we were chatting before, similar to like when the Wii came out and people were buying Wiimotes just to use in the little pet projects because it had so many sensors in it without even having a Wii, basically. So this could be the same type of situation. If it techs off and the market it right, you might get the geeks in just for the sheer amount of tech that's on the little gadget. Uh, okay. But 300 quid, if you're just a Snapchat, heavy Snapchat user, to, to drop 300 quid on this following last year's 130 quid that no one bought, um, I don't know. It's clutching at straws, isn't it? It'd be interesting to see what they do in terms of marketing as well, how much they're prepared to actually invest in it from a marketing standpoint to get it off the ground and get it there. Just drop a billion dollars on Kim Kardashian to wear them for a bit. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much going to be their own snap <laughs> audience, isn't it, that they're going to be wanting to attract mainly. So it's going to be inside its own ecosystem in a way anyway. Mm. It's just, I think the affordability thing, like you say, is just going to be a massive angle. It's yeah. only going to be, you know, kids with you know, rich parents that are basically going to be get, getting this sort of tech. I just don't know who they're trying to compete with. The, the, the interesting application is augmented reality. You've got people like Apple and Samsung who are introducing that native now into phones where you can do bitmojis and stuff like that. So if they're going to replicate that, surely it's just a more disconnected way of achieving that. Yeah, I suppose augmented reality is not necessarily what this is aimed at. Though. Multiple cameras, you get the depth stuff, don't you? Which is pretty cool in its own right. So you can do like head tracking stuff in better detail and depth perception stuff. You can do AI with a single camera. Okay, it's not. They're, they're trying to make it fun, though, aren't they? It's not as serious as that, I don't think. I think they're trying to make it quite a, an interesting, you know, faddish product to own, aren't they? But I'm thinking of a 12 to 24 year old girl, a push 24 year old, may not even have $300 to spend on them. So the, the practical thing to do would be to aim at the augmented reality yeah. audience, which I don't think they've got the... I might be way off. I really off don't course, think but. people are reading it into it that far, though. I think it's just a... It's a fashion statement as well, isn't it? Obviously, you can choose from... Is it three different colours or something like that? So I think for people, at, you know, kids at that age, I think it'll be a fashion angle as well. It'll, just be, it'll be the next cool thing to have with it. The rarity angle on the launch for the old ones didn't go down very well either with the vending machines and the <coughs> one store in New York and they eventually put it in Harrods, I think. It's like, you've 
I don't know. It's, it's cool and it's, it's rare. Yeah. But I don't know if it really works. Is it a bit of a fad? I don't know. I don't know how long it'll last if there's any longevity in it, but I think they're going to have to go over and above with the marketing a lot more than they did last time because I didn't even know about it the first time around, if I'm being completely honest with you. Yep. Um, they're going to have to do a lot more out there to entice that audience, I guess. Mind you, I didn't necessarily fit into that audience segment the first time around anyway. So. I guess this aligns with the Snap Star stuff that we talked about a few weeks ago. Whereby you can buy Snapchat's own branded products. I know before whether it was like hot dog t-shirts and stuff on it, but I suppose this will go straight in there and then just be able to shove it right at the top of Apple and then no one will bat an eyelid. Yeah. Shove it in front of everyone's nose. And if you can transact on the app really easily, then maybe people will <coughs> buy a bit more. Because I know last time you couldn't buy it through the app at all, I don't think. It's just these vending machines and other random places where you could buy it. Uh, I don't think you could buy it through the app. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think they even <laughs> sold out on the last, the first generation did this. This is lost $140 million. That's no, just $40 million. Yeah. It's only, the, only one order of magnitude out. They need, they need to call them snapticles. That's I were amazed. They've got all the domains and, and social coverage for the word spectacles. I don't know how much spectacles.com cost them or the spectacles Twitter handle or whatever, but. How has no optician got hold, hold of that? They've got spectacles.com. Yeah, yeah. Click on that, that current spectacles link there. Yeah. Spectacles.com. Are you sure that's not just a brand and they're. That's it. It's a Snapchat site, yeah. Good God. Yeah. How have they managed that? It's an expensive acquisition. Do you think we could put a request in for some flaunt branded ones? <laughs> no. No. Okay, so um, the next piece we're going to cover is why brands need to um, take on apprentices and widen access to marketing careers. So um, marketing typically has got a um, shortage of talent um, at a certain level. Um, I think the the underlying theme of this article is basically that um, a lot of marketing-based careers get their skills from experience-based work. Um, so, for example, uh, I don't know, someone who's done a sociology degree at college may come out and get an entry-level marketing career, whereas the marketing industry, because there is a shortage <coughs> of skills, is basing their hires on experience. So the government are introducing a new um, levy and set of funding that basically backs apprenticeships. So rather than going to college or uni um, to further your education, there'll be an opportunity for um, people to come straight out of school and go into an entry-level marketing apprenticeship um, or an apprenticeship in another field. Um, I think it's something that happened a while ago, didn't it? maybe like eight years ago, apprenticeships were big eight years ago and then they sort of died off and now there's this new set of funding. But I think specifically in the marketing space, it's um, going to be a good thing. I think um, I read recently about there being a um, shortage in skilled marketers, especially up north. Um, and I think the, the result of this will be that junior staff will get a foot in the door um, and get the experience that they need um, and brands and agencies will be able to afford to bring them in rather than having to look around and have a longer drawn out recruitment process to try and find someone that um, is pretty much gold dust and having to pay through the nose for that. Um, so I think all in all it's probably a really good thing. Yeah, I think as well it's probably come at a good time as well with the obviously the university fees now. I think everybody's bit drained really with um, how they're constantly increasing aren't they and 
I think there's a bit of an attitude developing as well amongst young people that is university the right route to go down? There's a lot of people uh, in the industry now that didn't go to university and still managed to have a successful career um, in a lot of other industries. So I think there's, you know, there is an attitude developing now of, you know, what, what are my other options? Is an apprenticeship a good route? I think if the incentives are there for um, both people wanting to get into work, young people wanting to get into work, and obviously employers, I think it could work quite well for both parties. I think employers are now taking the onus, aren't they, a little bit with this skills gap. They're realising that unless they do something about it, it's not just going to fix itself. So I think with the government shoving a bit of money into it too, I think they're just trying to fix a glaring problem that everyone's facing. And Yeah, people have got to do something about it, otherwise it's going to be there forever. Yeah. And I think employers are starting to realise now that, yeah, they've got to start doing this stuff. I agree. I think they have to, employers have to take apprenticeships a little bit more seriously than they've done in, in the past, I think. There's been a, a massive pressure on you know businesses to take on uh, apprentices and things like that, and they don't really want to because it takes up a lot of management time, you know, keeping them busy, training them up, that kind of thing. But because of things like we were talking about the other week about the skills gap, and you know, like you were just saying then about having to pay, you know, a massive amount of money for somebody that's not overly skilled. Um, hopefully, you know, businesses will start seeing that as an opportunity to get young people in, um, train them up, um, obviously gain that um, loyalty as well from somebody, keep them in the company, train them up and keep them there. And obviously it, work, it works both ways then, doesn't it? Obviously, because you're not, you're not paying somebody, you know, a, a massive amount of money to do a mediocre job as yeah. well. So the final subject we're going to cover is um, Facebook uh, rolling out a breaking news label. Um, it's just another thing that they're doing as a test run, um, as a way of giving publishers a bit more um, creative flexibility. Um, I think it sort of touches on maybe going after a little bit Twitter with the, the way in which the content is put out. Um, I assume that it's just going to be a label within the feed that's breaking and you'll get a notification in the same way which you do with live um, it's, just, it's just a little red label that you get over your, over the articles and it's I think it's applicable for any web link instant article so you'll just get a little red label that appears on the ad but it's not they've not decided yet whether they're rolling out or not it's still in testing and it's only been in the US is that something that you'll be able to filter on so you'll be able to say just show me all the breaking news quite possibly but I think there's a broader um, conversation around this and it, I think it ties in with the changes that they've made obviously that they announced uh, a while back about clearing the feed up and obviously getting publishers to work a little bit harder um, to get more quality content out there so that I think this is one of the first biggest steps in that direction where they're saying right we're tidying it up we're trying to give you more relevant tidy relevant you know content that's going to be um, you know people are going to be attracted by I think what it'll do is as well, it'll push publishers to get onto that breaking news straight away so they can use the label. Like any new feature, any, everybody wants to be on it. Everyone, every man and his dog wants to be on new features, don't they, when it comes to social. So I think they'll be scrambling about trying to get on this, and, but it creates a better user experience for the end user. What would be really interesting is if Facebook managed to secure a deal with Google whereby the breaking news um, articles are brought into the SERPs directly. I think that'd work really well Facebook hate that though, don't they yeah but imagine how much 
I don't think it'll ever happen because I think Google viewed Facebook as a bit of a competitor anyway in terms of the content proposition and the search functionality that's within Facebook is continuously improving. And as more and more people spend time on the platform, they're pulling people away from searching on Google. So, But it would be interesting if Facebook managed to get, negotiate um, either some sort of markup that you can do with a breaking news article that would pull it into the SERP as it happens. Because I know Google have got almost live results in the card-based systems. Yeah, so I think that'd... Uh, I don't know if that'd actually happen. In, I don't think the they'd play nice there. with it, but it'd be an interesting thing to think about. I know that um, Twitter <laughs> partnered with Google to get tweets indexed mm. um, a while back. Not, not in a live feed kind of way, but if Facebook managed to negotiate that, I think that could increase Facebook's... Um, Facebook's reach and it probably would increase the user base to a certain extent because yeah. the people that would look for news that are perhaps a, an older demographic that might not have the knowledge or the regular daily usage of Facebook would end, end up on that platform. Yeah, quite possibly. I, I don't know, like you say, how nice Google will play on that, to be fair. I think there's yeah, there's, there's a lot that'd have to go on in between there to make that that happen and a lot of negotiating for such a small feature as well. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's not a groundbreaking feature that I don't imagine Google would be too excited by. But I think overall, I think it is quite a good step in the right direction um, based on the tidy up and you know Facebook's commitment to getting the feed a little bit more relevant and tidier for the end user, really. Thanks for watching. Uh, this has been Industry Spotlight, episode number seven. If you've got any ideas for topics or any, anything other you want to see us cover, then just comment below and we'll get on it. Cheers, see you next week. Bye.